I don't know about you, but um, I, I like to uh, send my son or my wife out to the mailbox thinking maybe I'll get some kind of surprise. How many like to go out to the mailbox and check your mailbox? Okay, don't do it now, all right? The, okay, there's church mailboxes there. But the house we live in now, we receive a lot of junk mail. I don't know what it is. We get all kinds of advertisement. You know what I'm thankful this morning? The Bible is not junk mail. And no matter what we read in the Bible, it's for edification. And I'm thankful this morning for the passage that we're going to look at, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. If you make it a habit of underlining verses in your Bible, underline these verses. This has been a tremendous help and a blessing to me this past month. This passage in the Word of God. And if you're saved this morning, it can be a tremendous help and a blessing to you as well. Remember last year, about this time of the year, I was thinking, I can't wait for 2021 to begin. Was I insane? (laughs) I'm thinking, you know, 2020 wasn't that great. I can't wait for 2021. I heard other people say that too. And, uh, 2021 started, and then I'm thinking, oh man, 2020 wasn't that bad. (laughs) And I'm not, you know, I don't know what will happen in 2022. God never said the journey would be easy. He did say the destination would be amazing. And I can't wait for the destination. But God did tell us he would help us on that journey. And uh, we live in earth, we got to remember that, and not in heaven. And uh, until we get to heaven, we are going to face trials. The Bible tells us in Job chapter 5, verse 7, Yet man is born unto trouble as sparks fly upward. You say, Pastor, that's me. <laughs> and then Job chapter 14, verse 1, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. So Job was saying, if you're born of a woman... Your days are going to be few, but you're going to have a lot of troubles. Now, I believe every person in this auditorium has some kind of trouble. Now, you look around, you may say, well, so-and-so, they don't have troubles. You don't know them. Because once you get to know somebody and you uh, and they stop talking about the surface talks and they get into the real meat of what's going on in their life, you're going to find out they have troubles also. We all have troubles. And I'm thankful that God does understand. So if you came in this morning with troubles, I have the answer this morning. It's not me. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 11 this morning, verses 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, I'm so thankful this morning that you are the burden bearer. And Lord, this invitation is for every person in this auditorium. Whether it be for salvation or sanctification, Lord, help us this morning to give our burdens to you. Lord, guide my lips, guide my mind. I pray that this message would be encouraging and a help and comfort to all those who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. As a pastor, I have had many, many invitations over the years. 
I've been invited to retirement parties and weddings, and I've been invited to uh, birthday parties. I've been invited to uh, ride in a helicopter. How many have been in a helicopter before? Okay, wow, more than I thought. Okay, got to ride in a helicopter. And I got to go down to Pensacola, and I got to fly out for lunch one time. And uh, I remember there was a lady that, she's in Arizona now, but she was a member of our church. Her name is Mary, and she owned a hot air balloon. And someone told her that I'd like a ride in a hot air balloon. Now, how many have had a ride in a hot air balloon? Okay, one or two. Okay, my wife, yeah, she was there. Okay. And so Mary came to me one time after the service. She said, Pastor, would you like a ride in a hot air balloon? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. And uh, I, I, it wasn't tethered. I, well, I thought maybe she'd just go up and back down. Nope. Not at all. Uh, it was right here from the uh, south lawn here, and we got into this hot air balloon, my wife and I and Mary, and she went up with no rope. It sounded fun until I got way up there, and the cars looked like little matchbox cars. And when we went over 57, they were honking to us, and I was waving to them, thinking, wow, we are way up here. Then I started to grab hold of the handles on the inside. I held them tight. And so we were going towards the uh, west, and I I said to Mary, I said, Mary, there's this uh, big tower. Are we going to go to the right or to the left? She goes, Pastor, there's no right and there's no left. There's just up or down. I started singing to myself, Lord, I'm coming home. (laughs) And so she Put on, poured on the flame a little bit. We went higher and we went over the tower. And then I said to her, Mary, where do we land? She said, I don't know. Whenever it wants to go down, I guess. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, great. We landed. We landed in uh, the miner's farm. And uh, it, was, it was a tough landing. But I've had many invitations. I don't know if I'll ever go up on the hot air balloon again, but... Uh, Folks, there's one invitation is for everybody here. That is, come unto me, all ye labor and are heavy laden. Now, I don't know this morning, I don't know if you came in with some burdens. Because it's easy to know if somebody has some burdens if they're carrying something. Maybe they have some books or maybe they're carrying a heavy sack or a a pot for the potluck? I don't know. And someone will ask you, do you need help? But you could come in this morning, you could have some burdens. And I'm thankful the Lord knows everything about you. He understands your burdens. And he knows that he is the one that can lift those burdens from you. And so first of all, we see the invitation this morning. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and have the laden, and I will give you rest. I love this promise. I will give you rest. That's rest for your soul this morning. That's what we all desire. This morning, you desire rest for your soul. And I'm thankful when it comes to salvation. The day I got saved, I didn't feel that fear anymore of dying. Now, I know a lot of people have said to me before they got saved, they had a hard time sleeping. And one man told me after he got saved, he slept the best he had ever slept. Because we have rest for our souls. 
Here's the invitation. He says, come unto me. Now, Jesus isn't saying this morning, come to me and I will tell you how to have rest. Right? I will show you how to rest, have rest. Jesus is saying, come unto me. He's not saying I have the answer. He is saying I am the answer. Jesus is the answer. No matter what you're facing in life, he is the answer. And if you came in this morning with some heavy burdens, and you're weary, Jesus is the answer. Now this promise is not based upon our faithfulness. It's based upon the Lord's faithfulness. He's simply saying to you, come. You know what's exciting about this? We can come anywhere at any time. That means at 2 o'clock this morning when you could not sleep, you could come to Jesus. That means at 5 o'clock in the morning you could come to Jesus. That means no matter where you are, you can come to Jesus. And lately, there's been many times I've come to Jesus. I said, Lord, you promised me. You said, come to you. And you know what? Jesus understands. And he doesn't say to us, you only can come five times this week. He never says, that burden's too much. You've come too many times. You made your own bed, now sleep in it. He doesn't say that to you. He simply says, come. And he does understand. A couple of years ago, I got certified as a biblical counselor, ACBC counselor. And it was about a month ago, and uh, my wife was driving. The phone rang, and a guy called me up, and he said, I got your name off this website. He said, you probably have faced this before. And I'm thinking, you know, I faced about every problem. He goes, uh, I live out of state, and he said, um, my wife, we've been married about a year, and my wife went back to her folks, and her folks won't let me have her back unless I pay $30,000 in a dowry. I'm like, sir, I've never faced this before. <laughs> and uh, this guy said, and she's pregnant too. And I said, have you had problems with your wife? No, 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 not. I said, you don't need a counselor, you need the police. <laughs> But never once do we go to God and God says, I don't understand because he does understand. And it's a personal invitation this morning. It's a present invitation. That means at any time, anywhere, about anything, you can come to Jesus Christ. And he's inviting you right now. No matter what burden you're carrying, come to Jesus. Now the individuals. Oh, I love this. He's not saying you get your act together. And that's what we think sometimes. We think that we got to get everything together before we come to Jesus. Jesus said, you come right now the way you are. Come unto me, all ye that labor. Now in the original language, in the Greek language, it means all those who are weary. Maybe you're not tired physically, or you might be tired physically, but you say, I've got so many things on my mind right now. I'm just overwhelmed. All ye that labor, and I will give you rest. All ye, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden. The word heavy laden means to carry a burden. It's those burdens of life that remove the smiles from our faces. 
causes us to be stressed out. It's the burdens of life. Jesus said, you are a candidate to come to me. That's every person in this auditorium this morning. And Jesus is, is inviting each one of us to come to him. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now here's the impact. Here's the promise that only God can deliver. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then that's what all of us desire this morning. That's why some people go hunting. They want to get away from life. And some people go fishing. I remember one guy told me, he said, when I go fishing on the lake, I forget everything. I'm thinking, you better not forget the fish. That's why we turn to certain hobbies. Now, ladies sometimes will go shopping because it relieves them of stress. And the guy doesn't go shopping because it's a stressful event to him. But folks, if you're saved, you were created for another world. Nothing in this life will bring lasting rest but Jesus Christ. Nothing. You might be thinking this morning, if I had more money or a better job, I could have rest. No, Jesus provides that rest. When we're in heaven, we're going to have perfect rest forever and ever and ever. What kind of rest is the Lord talking about? I believe there's salvation rest. There are so many people right now that are afraid of dying. They're afraid of waking up, not being in heaven. And I'm thankful that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm thankful there's no other name under heaven whereby you must be saved but through the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're here this morning and you have that burden and you're carrying that weight of uh, your sins, the answer is Jesus Christ. Then there's sanctification rest. You say, what is sanctification? That's the process of us becoming more like Jesus Christ begins at the moment of salvation until Jesus Christ comes or until he takes us home to heaven. Now, if I would ask you this morning, what areas of your life you need to change, you would tell me. You say, well, pastor, I uh, got a temper and I lose it. Well, you don't really lose it. You just show it to others. And you say, well, pastor, I, uh, I'm a fearful person. I need to change that. And uh, you say, pastor, um, I get stressed out easy. You know what that tells me? You have not been going to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When was the last time you were stressed out and you said, Lord, I'm coming to you now. I need your help. I can't handle this. Because God can. What about worry? We're all good at it. The Bible tells us not to do it. We still do it. We worry about the future. We worry about the new coronavirus. 
worry about getting shut down, worry about running out of supply. There's a lot of things we can worry about. Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing. That means don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Here's the rest that Paul talks about. And the peace or the rest of God, which passeth all understanding, should keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, prayer is that ability for us to use to give our problems to God. That's why Jesus said you can pray anytime, anywhere. I don't want you to have those problems. I don't want you to have those worries. I want you to give them to me. Worry is worshiping your problem. Prayer is surrendering your problem to God. Luke 18, 1, Jesus said, Men are always to pray and not to faint. God knew the pressures of life would cause us to lose heart or to faint. Be careful for nothing. Worry is that what if thinking. We're all good about it. What if? What if this would happen? What if our economy crashes? What if I get a rare disease? Or what if, what if, and folks? God doesn't want us to be weighed down by the what if thinking. We need to be thinking about him. And the reason that God tells us to trust in him, because he cares for us. You see, it's an insult when we worry. Uh, we're, we're telling God, God, you're not going to take care of me. And God does every single time. And so he says unto all of us, come unto me, all you that labor heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When was the last time you said, God, forgive me for wasting my time in worry? Have you ever asked God to forgive you for that? Have you ever asked God to say, Lord, please forgive me for fear? It was a lack of trust in you. First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. God has given all believers the gift of prayer so that we can cast all our care upon him. Watchman Nee said this, we should try our best to pour out all our burdens in our spirit by prayer until all of them have left us, until all of them have left us. Watchman Nee said, we need to give all our burdens to God in prayer. Psalm 55, 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer with supplication and thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And he'll give us that peace that passeth all understanding. You see, when you're going through a trial, it's going to cause other people to wonder, how in the world can they make it through that trial? 
Because God gives you that peace. What we want, we want that trial to disappear. What God wants is for us to trust in him. Augustine said, Thou madest us for thyself. We can find no rest till we find rest in thee. We'll never find rest unless we go to Jesus Christ. Here's the imperative. So we see the invitation, the individual, the impact, but the imperative. This is a command. And I believe this morning that many, many people in this auditorium have come to Jesus as their Savior and found rest from their sins. But they are struggling with the weights of this world. Notice what he says in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and mild and lowly in heart. You shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus said, I want you to be yoked to me. He said, what is a yoke? There's a picture of a yoke. We don't use them anymore like they did years ago. Now we have tractors. But a yoke was a wooden instrument that was placed around the neck of one ox or one animal and placed on the neck of another animal. It was a very painful thing if you weren't going in the same direction. And they discovered, farmers discovered this, that animals that were yoked together could pull a lot more than they could individually together. So if each ox could pull, let's say, 2,000 pounds, Together they could pull five or six thousand pounds. Now understand this. This is exciting. Jesus says this morning, be yoked to me. What he's saying is, surrender your life to mine. Where I go, I want you to go. Don't fight against me. And all of us this morning, we want to be in control. And that's where the stress comes from. God is saying this morning, be yoked to me. Because no matter what we face, we don't have to face it in our own strength. Jesus said, I'm with you. No matter what problem that is, I'm with you. I'm facing it with you. And if we can't do it, God can. It doesn't matter what problem it is, financial problem, health problem, relationship problem. I don't care what it is. It's not too big for God. You see, God says, you pull with me. And when you can't pull anymore, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Remember several months ago, I text Linda Marsh and she's been battling cancer for a couple of years. And miracles, she's still living today. And um, I remember she sent back a text and uh, she said, I know this, my 
God is in control. And she said, praise the Lord. You know what, folks? No matter what we face, God is in control. And his way is always right. And he's always in control. No matter what you're facing, be yoked with Jesus. You see, what we want, we want the blessings of the Christian life without the obedience. We want God to bless our church. We want God to bless our nation on our own terms. And God's saying, I want you to be yoked to me. Where I go, where I lead you, I want you to go. You see, it's like we don't need God until we have a crisis. It's almost like a smoke alarm. You're not aware that it's there until it goes off. Usually when it goes off, it malfunctions at 2 o'clock in the morning. It goes off, you're like, oh, got a smoke alarm. Folks, sometimes we forget about God. We kind of go through the motions of going to church. And then when we have a crisis, all of a sudden it's like, God, I need you. No, you need God all the time. And you are in big trouble this morning. If you have the attitude that you don't need God, because we all need God. And prayer is a way of showing our dependence upon God. Prayer is a way of saying, God, I need you. And folks, every one of us, we need God. And Jesus is saying to us, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you should find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Are you being yoked to Jesus? Remember, you don't have to face the trials of life by yourself. He faces them. You're never alone. Jesus said, for I am meek. I'm gentle. I'm mild. A meek person has died to themselves. And folks, we live in a world where we demand our rights. And when we come to Lord Jesus Christ, we don't have rights. He says, I am lowly. I'm a humble person. See, a humble person doesn't demand their own way. Have you ever worked with somebody and there's five good ways to do something, but you got to do it their way or they'll get upset. A meek person doesn't demand their own way. A lowly person doesn't. A humble person doesn't fight back. You see, the Bible says that Jesus was reviled against. He was spit upon. He was mocked. His beard was plucked from his face. But he never retaliated. A humble person doesn't answer his critics. Now, if someone says something about you, whether it's true or not, a humble person doesn't fight back, doesn't answer his critics, doesn't seek revenge. A humble person doesn't argue or try to explain why he did a certain thing. Or they don't get mad because of the unfair treatment that's done to them. Now, here's a promise that we find twice in verses 28, 29, 30. 
that Jesus will give us rest. Now, I don't know about you. Maybe this morning you came in and you have a lot of burdens you're carrying. You don't have to take them with you on the way out. Jesus is saying to you this morning, give me your burdens and I will give you rest. You see, most of us have gone to Jesus as our Savior. But he's not our master. We trust him enough for salvation. But do we trust him enough for the trials of life? We trust him enough that he's going to get us into heaven. But do we trust him on this earth? I don't know what kind of burdens you carried in this morning. But Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You were not designed to carry burdens on your own. That's why Jesus said, yoke with me. Because being yoked to me, life will be easy. You say, Pastor, it's not easy. Because you haven't come to Jesus. You haven't brought your burdens to him. And it doesn't matter what burden it is. And maybe 20 22 will have a lot of burdens. God never says life will be easy. He did say this, come unto me. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I I don't know your heart. I don't know what you're thinking about right now. I do know this. I know human nature. I do know what Job says that Man's days are few, but filled with many troubles. How many this morning would, with uplifted hands say, Pastor, I, I have some, some burdens. I, I, I've been weary. I've been heavy laden. I need to come to Jesus for that rest. Here's my hand. Please pray for me. God bless you. Hands all over this auditorium. As heads are bowed, eyes are closed, let's all stand to our feet. Folks, this is a chance for you to give those burdens to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's inviting you right now. Come to me. Anywhere, anytime, about anything. I'm going to have a word of prayer, and then I'm going to ask Brenda to play an invitational hymn. And I want to encourage you to leave your pew, come to the front and just say, God, forgive me for my pride. I'm carrying this burden because I haven't given it to you. Would you give that burden to Jesus this morning? Lord, I'm so thankful for the promise that you've given to us. That if we come to you, you will give us rest. And Lord, by the many hands that were raised this morning, there's a lot of people in this auditorium that are carrying burdens that you don't want them to care, carry. Oh, Father, help them during this time to give those burdens to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Give those burdens to Jesus this morning. Doesn't matter what you're carrying, give it to God.
He says, come to me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Don't you want that rest this morning? There's a rest of salvation and the rest of sanctification. In your pew, would you give that burden to Jesus? Don't leave here with that burden. God wants you to enjoy the sunny day today. God wants you to enjoy fellowship with him. God wants you to enjoy a relationship with Jesus. And so often we waste our time stressed out, worried, fearful, God did not design us to live that way because we're not going to experience those emotions in heaven. How many this morning with uplifted hand we say, Pastor, I, I gave my burdens to the Lord here. I'm, God bless you. God bless you. Many, many hands this morning. Let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful this morning that your word is true. Lord, no matter where we are, no matter where these people are this week, Father, they can come to you. All you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And Father, that's what we desire. We want rest for the soul. We want rest in our hearts. Uh, Lord, I ask that you'd help each person that has heard this message this morning to come to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.